If you do it right, your website can grow your business even when you're away from your desk. And it's as easy as one, two, three, or as you'll find out in this episode, CCC. Keep listening for the first episode of my new Business Booster series, where we'll be focusing on ways you can gain and keep momentum for your business through 2020 and end the year on a high note. You are listening to Working Upward, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from WorkingUpward.com. Well, after a few weeks of getting used to a new routine, which for me is basically not having the house completely to myself during my work time. Yes, I know I'm spoiled in that regard, usually, or I used to be. (laughs) And I'm struggling now with just a little bit of focus. I'm doing okay, and I hope you are too. In the next few episodes, I'm sharing some very practical and inspiring ways you can boost your business so you can either keep your momentum or regain some lost momentum through the rest of 2020 and end the year on a positive note. I'm calling this the Business Booster Series, and in this series, I'll be covering additional streams of income you can add to your business, ways to find your dream clients, and even some spring cleaning ideas related to your work. Today, we're talking about leveraging your website so that it actually works for you when you're away from your desk. Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I love websites, and I guess that's not such a little secret. I'm not talking about surfing the web, though I do that. I'm talking about web design, branding, copy, and content strategy. Almost any time I hear a marketing guru or a podcast or see a headline related to website stuff, I take note. My head turns. It's so fascinating to me. I still remember back in the day when I was doing email marketing and I worked closely with my company's web design team. I loved what they could do and how they could turn ideas that we talked about in a meeting into reality. Well, fast forward a decade and guess what? Although I don't know HTML coding that well or Adobe Photoshop, and I've had no formal design training, I've had the pleasure of building my own website as well as clients' websites using DIY platforms like Weebly, Squarespace, WordPress templates, and more recently Kajabi alongside really good design tools like Canva. And the results have been really good. Happy clients, happy me. And I've learned a lot in the process and have been able to apply a lot of marketing best practices to actual website building and design that for websites that look good and function well. With that said, whether you outsource or like to DIY like I do, this episode applies to you because I'm not talking about the nuts and bolts and technicalities of tools and software. I'm going to share a big picture overview to help you assess the quality of your website and take actionable steps to help it support your brand better and of course impact your bottom line and work while you're not working. And to help us stay on track, I'm going to do one of my favorite things, alliterate. We're going to be talking about credibility, customer-centric copy, and clarity, CCC. And by the end of this episode, you'll be able to evaluate your website with these three Zs. And it'll be kind of a litmus test for you to use to make sure your website is the best 
it can be. Let's start with that first C, credibility. Does your website communicate your credibility as a business? Or you could ask in a different way, does your website encourage trust from your visitors? When a prospective customer or client lands on your website, are they seeing something that's going to make them want to trust you to provide what they need to the point where they're willing to to pay you for your services with their hard-earned money? Or will they second-guess your credibility and click that dreaded X in their browser tab? Here are a few things that can make people second-guess your credibility. First, outdated design. You may be hearing this now and thinking, Kristen, I've got this. I love making things pretty. If that's you, you probably have a strong aesthetic sense, and that's going to help you a lot when it comes to creating, planning, or simply updating your current site. But you may also be hearing this and thinking, I'm out of here. I don't want to even think about web design because I really don't know what I'm doing. I need a little bit of help there. In fact, you may outsource your design for that very reason. But I'm here to tell you that no matter how comfortable you are with design or not, I promise you, you will benefit from one simple, cliche, but true tip. When it comes to credible website design, less is more without fail. That's true with colors. That's true with fonts. That's true with images. That's true with copy. That's even true with your logo. For colors, it's best to have two colors in your brand. One main color, usually a darker hue and a secondary color, a lighter complementary shade. And then you need to be consistent throughout your website with those two colors. Sometimes you may be able to use a third color. Um, It's not an impardonable sin, (laughs) but um, if you want to play it safe, then definitely have those two colors. And the same goes with fonts. Designers will typically tell you to stick with the same two fonts throughout your website and your messaging. According to fonts.com, a good rule of thumb is to have your primary font be a serif font, you know, the kind that usually has feet and other embellishments. And your secondary font should be a sans serif, which means no feet, no fancy stuff. I'll be sure to link a couple of good articles for you to help you understand basic typography and pairing fonts. But generally, a serif header and a sans serif body font will work well together. Sans serif is also easier for your visitors to read. Um, and they will be able to follow your message even better. Less is also more with images. Have you ever found a yummy looking recipe online and you have to scroll, 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 and scroll to get to the actual recipe because of all the photos and you just want to know the ingredients that you need? It's pretty frustrating, isn't it? I mean, some photos are great, Um, but too many, and I'm off to find another easy weeknight crockpot recipe, if you know what I mean. Less is also definitely more when it comes to your logo. Everyone knows the Nike logo is a swoosh. If it consisted of a swoosh and a sneaker silhouette and maybe some wind movement graphics, it might not be so easy to remember. Also, keep in mind that your site should have a favicon, which is that tiny image that shows up in a user's browser tab. Ideally, this looks similar to your logo, so that's another reason to keep your logo simple. Most WordPress and website templates should have a setting for you to upload the image that you want to use as your favicon. If you skip that setting, then your readers will see in the in their tab, they'll see the image, um, maybe the WordPress logo, the WordPress W, or the Weebly W, or 
the Squarespace logo. Um, and you want that to be yours to help with your credibility and um, for branding. Less is also more when it comes to your content. If you have too much content, you're going to lose your reader and make your core message even harder to find and harder to remember. We'll talk about that more in the last two C's. Now, the second thing that can hurt your credibility is a non.com domain. Anything.com is mainstream. And you know how that goes. If it's familiar, you're more likely to trust it. It's also easier to remember. Now, that doesn't mean anything non.com isn't credible. There are .org sites, which simply means it's a site belonging to a nonprofit organization. There are also .gov sites, which are highly credible. But for the rest of us folks, .com is going to be better than a .info or a .biz. In fact, I found a chart on a site called growthbadger.biz, just kidding, (laughs) growthbadger.com, of course, and the folks behind their site did an experiment with 1,500 participants, and here's the order they ranked the trustworthiness of each domain extension. First, .com, very close behind that was .co, then .org, .us, .net, .blog, .io, .biz. Pretty insightful, isn't it? So definitely go for that .com or even that .co if you can, especially if you don't have a website yet or if you're still in the beginning stages of your business. Now, a lack of a portfolio or testimonials can also detract from your credibility. And I debated whether or not to share that because Well, I don't have testimonials or a portfolio on my current site. I've had them before. I I did not transfer them over, at least not yet, to my current site. I do have a couple um, testimonials for my VA services saved away, but here's the deal. I recently revamped my site to reflect my current direction toward my clarity calls, and that's still a very new service, and my online VA course and support system. So I'm promoting my VA work less. So a fine preacher I am, right? But rest assured, testimonials do indeed help your credibility. So if you haven't yet, and I'm talking to myself, make plans now to obtain those testimonials or product reviews. Even just a couple will encourage others to consider your services more than if you didn't have any. It helps them picture what it's like to work with you. And I know I will be seeking more testimonials for um, my consulting, my clarity calls, as well as for my online course. Um, So just two more thoughts I wanna share with you in this first C of credibility. Misspellings and poor grammar can definitely damage your trustworthy factor in a big way. Now an occasional typo or grammar mistake can usually be forgiven if noticed at all, but that should be a rare, rare exception, not the rule. Misspellings or grammar mistakes may communicate you don't care about details or that you don't know better. One of the best ways you can prevent this from happening is to ask a friend or family member to look it over for you. A fresh perspective can catch things you may miss because you're so close to that copy. And of course, you want to make sure that friend or family member um, is pretty... um, understands grammar and spelling pretty well, right? And of course, you can also hire an editor or proofreader to review your site as well. And that is money definitely well spent. Another way you can prevent this from happening, especially if you're the primary author, is to use spell checking tools in a Word doc before copying and pasting over into your text editor or website directly. 
One tool you might want to consider is called Grammarly, which offers a free plan and a paid plan, as well as depending, um, well, it depends on your writing needs, how often you're writing and what you're looking for. I once had a client who used Grammarly, and I was really impressed when I saw all it could do. It takes the spell check function to a whole new level. It also checks your tone and your fluency and your sentence variety, your confident language, politeness, and so much more. It's very cool. I'll link to that in the show notes if if you are interested in checking that out. Also, don't forget to stay on top of your copyright date. That's usually in your website templates footer. I visited many websites with old copyright dates, and I know that it's easy to overlook, but I find myself questioning their credibility because I don't know how often they check their website and how current or relevant um, their information is. And I guess I'm a little judgmental there, but um, I'm sure if I am, others are as well. And it's just really easy to make sure that you can uh, make sure that that date is always current. And last but not least, a lack of personality can also hinder your credibility. You've heard of the no like, and trust factor. Well, it's hard for someone to get to know you in order to like you, in order to trust you when you don't share a little bit of who you are on your website. Don't be afraid to let your personality shine and use your own voice in your copy. But here's the rub. The entire second C of my little alliteration thing going on here is customer-centric copy. So you're going to need a balance of sharing who you are while remaining customer-centric. Did you know? I've been a virtual assistant since 2012. Over the years, I've had a lot of women ask me how they can be a virtual assistant too, so I've created the Upward VA Roadmap, an online course and support system for aspiring virtual assistants. Through this online course, I'll guide you through all the basics of starting your own VA business. And want to know the best part? It's not just a course, it's a support system that includes one-on-one access to me for your first three months, as well as the opportunity to be part of my referral network and community to help connect you with amazing clients. If you're ready to work from home as a virtual assistant, I'm ready to show you how inside the roadmap. Visit UpwardVARoadmap.com to learn more. So let's talk C number two here, customer-centric copy. I just love this whole concept, and that's probably because it's still a fairly recent revelation to me. I mean, it makes sense once you think about it, and it's not like any of us don't care about our customers or thinking about them. But when starting your own business or creating your website, it's really, really easy to get caught up with the logistics and the aesthetics. And you forget that when someone comes to your website, they're usually searching for a simple solution to their problem, an obvious solution. And they're not there just to admire your design or for the fun of it um, or because they're bored and need something to read. They have a problem and they want to know if and how you can solve it for them. Within the first 30 seconds of someone visiting your website, you want them to know exactly how you solve their problem and how they can take action to make it happen. Now, to be customer-centric, you need to first know who your ideal client or customer is. Second, know your benefits. You've got to know what it is you're really selling. And then you blend those two into personable copy. So we're going to park here for just a minute and I'm going to expound a little more on how you can be customer-centric following those three steps. 
And for the record, I'm borrowing a lot of this stuff from what I consider the, from who I consider the go-to expert on the matter, Donald Miller from storybrand.com and the author of the book, StoryBrand. I've mentioned StoryBrand here before, and that is a consulting company started by the aforementioned Donald Miller that helps companies clarify their messaging and marketing and skyrocket their sales. The success stories from people who have gone through the story brand workshops are amazing. They are so fun to read. And what they've done is um, they've gone to his workshops and they've made the changes that he teaches and they've seen results almost overnight. Um, I'm sure results vary from person to person, but um, it's really neat to read those testimonials. Now, I haven't attended his workshop, but I have read his book, and it has influenced the way I write copy in a good way. So let's break those steps down. First, know who your customer is. Definitely know basic demographics like gender, age, and location, but also what do they like? What do they hate? What does a typical day look like for them? Some businesses choose to have one uber-specific avatar with an incredibly detailed life story, and some choose to have a few detailed yet slightly different profiles. I gravitate toward having a few different profiles for my business because different personalities can equally benefit from what I offer. Of course, the most important thing you should know about your ideal customer avatar is what keeps them up at night. What is their pain point or their multiple pain points? What is the problem that you solve for them? If you are right at the beginning of your business, I'm guessing you have an avatar that comes to your mind quickly, and I'm also guessing your avatar bears a pretty strong resemblance to you. It makes sense. You're the one providing the solution, and you've probably had experience with the very problem you solve. So I think that's great. It's a wonderful place to start and probably more accurate than you know, but it's very important as your business grows that you don't make assumptions about your avatar. Keep learning more and more about your customer. Do the research, go where your prospective clients and customers are online, look at their reviews for similar businesses and services, see what questions they're asking in forums and Facebook groups, use a tool like SurveyMonkey to survey your existing clients, and definitely do the work here. And it will pay off, I promise you. And it will help you bring, it will help bring to you incredible clarity to your marketing message. Okay, so let's talk about understanding your benefits. When we think of the benefits that we offer our clients and our customers, we tend to lean more toward the tangible and really obvious ones. A caterer provides food and service to your guests at an important event. A copywriter provides well-written copy for your website. A photographer documents your memories. A hairstylist cuts your hair so it doesn't get too shaggy. But you need to understand the unsaid benefits to, or the unspoken benefits to your customer. You need to know how your service or your products benefit your clients on a deeper emotional level. A caterer relieves the stress of feeding a crowd so you can enjoy your guests and the special occasion. A photographer takes you back in time and brings real joy in remembering relationships and precious moments. A hairstylist helps you face the world more confidently knowing your hair looks great. Notice those emotionally packed words and concepts that I just used. Stress relief, enjoyment, joy, confidence. 
Take some time to think through your services and how they benefit your client or customer on an emotional level. When writing your website copy, you need to keep it all as customer-centric as possible, so focused on those benefits. Share your tangible benefits, yes, but definitely those intangible ones. Probably the trickiest part of your website to make customer-centric while also talking about you is your bio or your about page. So I researched the bio pages of people who had gone through the StoryBrand workshop. I figured they would be good examples, and they definitely were. I noticed a common theme which I put together in this formula that goes like this. Number one, my name is fill in the blank. Number two, I understand your feeling or your frustration. Three, I understand what you want and need. Number four, thanks to my credentials, I can help you this way. Here's one bio I found to help show you what I mean. Listen for that formula and for those emotional benefits. My name is Lisa Snap, and I know how stressful and time-consuming event planning can be. I understand the fear you may have of forgetting an important detail for your most important day. I know you want flawless execution and for every guest to be drawn into the moment. Small details should never be a burden in the biggest celebration of your life. Thankfully, you don't have to worry. I'm here to help you showcase the event of a lifetime. Having helped over 200 brides bring their vision to life, I know what it takes to orchestrate every last detail of your event. All the background noise will turn into a symphony of style, ensuring no guests will look at their watch or even consider leaving early. With the background in art, graphic design, and culinary, I am your advocate navigating all the different aspects of your event. I would love the opportunity to help you make big, your biggest dreams come to life. Wow, what a fantastic bio. I mean, did you notice those emotional words about stressful and time-consuming events and um, how she acknowledges the potential bride or the bride-to-be's fear? And uh, she, she does such a good job. Um, I have no doubt in my mind, if I were a prospective bride, I would say this lady knows what she's doing. 200 weddings, background in art, graphic design, and culinary. Um, I definitely want all my wedding planning needs to be taken care of by this lady. I hope that was helpful for you. Um, I know it helped clarify the whole customer-centric yet talking about me kind of thing. Um, So let's go on to our final C clarity. Now, remember, you want your prospective client or your customer to come to your website and know exactly who you are, what you do for them, and how they can take their first step in doing business with you. Having a good site design and customer-centric copy, like we just talked about, is the bulk of your work here, but there's a little more you can do to bring clarity to your website. First, have a clear customer journey. Picture yourself answering the door for a customer and bringing him or her into your home and giving a house tour while making that person feel welcome. You wouldn't just open the door and go back to whatever you were doing, leaving your guests to wander around your house and figure out where everything is on their own. And you wouldn't want to do that with your website either. I'm sure you've seen websites that have a start here section in their header or in their navigation bar. I love that. Those are amazing because that means someone doesn't have to figure out what to do once they arrive at your site. They start right there. I suggest planning your customer journey on paper 
and what you want them to see first on your website. Write that down. And then what do you want them to see next? And what main action do you want them to take after that? Do you want them to fill out a contact form or email you or sign up for a free resource? Make that abundantly clear on your website. After you have a customer journey in mind, make that make your website reflect that journey. You can do that several ways, but here are a few of my own recommendations. First, in your hero section, that big photo and text section right at the top of your site, share one sentence telling who you are and what you do, and be sure to include those emotional benefits as well. A single sentence. Don't imply it and don't assume someone is going to figure out what you do. Just be bold and state it so there's no question. Second, just below that, lay your steps out in a one, two, three manner. No need to be subtle about it. I have, I have three primary resources I want my visitors to see. So that's just below my header um, at the top. Third, use that navigation bar or the menu section. Um, if you have a lot of content and resources, use action verbs to help guide as well. Pat Flynn's website, smartpassiveincome.com, is a good example of this. In his navigation, I have the option to learn, listen, or connect. And when I hover over each of those options, I see a box narrowing down the subcategories that helps me choose what I want to learn or what I want to listen to or how I want to connect. Fourth, if you have a lot of content on your website, eliminate all the links or images to that content on your homepage at least, and either showcase your very, very best blog post, and or, and this seems to be the future, the wave of the future, according to um, a few online business gurus that I follow, categorize your content into topical guides. Pat Flynn does this too. He's a good example. And he claims that it also helps with SEO. And that's a nice plus. So it helps people get to your website in the first place. Then it helps them stay there and guide them through and fight and easily find your resources. Fifth, optimize your layout. Use lots and lots of white space and headers to break up your content. So someone reading your website for the first time can scan it and get a really good idea of what you stand for and what you do and how you can help them. And definitely draw the reader in with beautiful professional images. The really good news here is that in the past couple of years, a ton of beautiful free photos have become available to us through sites like Unsplash, Pexels, and Pixabay. I, I use these almost every day. Talk about an amazing resource for those who may not be able to afford good stock photos or have the time or the expertise or equipment needed to take beautiful photos themselves. Although I will say that um, that the latest camera technology on your phone does seem to do a pretty good job. And last, including your primary call to action in multiple places. At the top of your website, at the bottom of your website, in your sidebar, and after each blog post. You know the statistics, sometimes called the rule of seven. The average customer needs to see your messaging about seven times before taking action. I realize I just covered a lot, so I'm going to recap the highlights here really quick before I close the episode. When planning or updating your website, you're looking for credibility, customer-centric copy, and clarity, those three C's. You need a credible domain extension like .com or .co and apply the less is more principle throughout your design. 
You need proper grammar and correct spelling. Your website should immediately communicate who you are and what you do and what emotional benefits you offer to your prospective clients and customers. And your entire website needs to be customer-driven, customer-centric, and the way to do that is to guide your customer through your website step by step. Now, I hope by now you're itching to get over your web to get over to your website and start making these business booster changes. To help you take action, I've created a PDF checklist guide that you can use to improve your website step by step and help make sure you're not missing an important piece you need to keep your website in tip-top shape and working for your customer when you're away from your desk. So that brings me to, you guessed it, your mission. And your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Head on over to workingupward.com slash business boosters to sign up for your website makeover checklist and then use it to improve your website step-by-step. That is workingupward.com slash business boosters. Thanks for listening to Working Upward. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, become a podcast insider. It's absolutely free and you'll get episode-related resources delivered straight to your inbox. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign-up link. Until next time, keep looking up.